Welcome everybody to another fun filled episode of the blue ribbon podcast. We have got something exciting to share with y'all. We are going to announce a new program that we're offering and we got to give you a little background as to how we got here. Um, I went to a cabs class a couple of weeks ago. Cabs is a continued awareness of business and safety. I think so when you come to Landstar as a BCO uh, at the four month mark, you're required to attend this class used to be in person. It was an eight hour deal. I don't, they paid you like 250 bucks. They gave you lunch. Now an operator like me, that's not technically a BCO only has to attend the first part and you know, it's safety and, you know, watch these videos from 1987 with the, you know, Wink Martindale looking guy, uh, to, to, you know, give you all this basically so they can say, look, if they killed anybody, we, we trained them. Um, now they say part of the spiel is, well, you know, we looked and, you know, we saw that about the four month mark, um, you know, people would have accidents. So we figured we'd bring you in for this class to, to help you not have accidents. And then he so nonchalantly dropped this number in my lap and about knocked me out of my chair. And he says that in the first six months, 60% of new BCOs are gone. And I went, holy crap, 60%? gone in the first six months i mean we've we've talked until we're blue in the face about not how nine and a half out of ten fail in the first two years of no, just becoming, bcos all but, first know, time owner operators. yeah all first time owner operators <clears throat> we've talked to all you know ad nauseum about that but the idea that 60 percent of of the people that are coming in are gone i don't know where they're going i don't know if they're taking the truck somewhere else i don't know if they're just given up. I, I don't, I don't know what's happening to them at the six month or this when they leave. Uh, but we see the frustrations, uh, in the Facebook groups and Larry gets phone calls from corporate or, you know, people, well, they understand who Larry is and what he does. And, 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 and so the BCO advisors will, will here call this guy. Usually by the time Larry gets them, they're so far gone. There's not much, you know, can really be done to help them. Um, but we've talked about since we started this, what, about 40 episodes ago, that we had obviously a program for individuals that can come here, work for us, go through the program, um, and and have that, that, that leg up. Um, and we wanted to do something for people that can't come to work for us. We can only have so many trucks. Uh, we only have so much time, so we wanted to create something for others. Um, and that num that 60% in six months, I think is what pushed us over the edge to really, um, put something together that we can, that we can do here. So that's what this episode is about. We're going to kind of go through this, uh, explain how it works. I've got a page up on the website. If you go to blueribbonlogistics.com slash BCO mentoring, put that banner up there. There we go. There's your, there's your link right there on the screen. Blueribbonlogistics.com slash BCO mentoring. This will outline the plan for you. Um, and it's, it's uh, three phases. 
with an optional phase at the end. So you can go there after we're done and have a look. Um, but you know, <clears throat> let, let's just get started. I mean, th th this is something we've wanted to do and, and now it's time to start it. So, um, <clears throat> first thing I guess to say is we've got to increase your revenue. You know, people come here, uh, our drivers or new BCOs, they come here from having a dispatcher, having a customer service department, having load planners, and then they walk in the door and like, oh, wow, I am, I am all of those now. And they have no concept or clue how to be a load planner, how to be a customer service guy, how to be a dispatcher. Um, and it's, and it's a struggle to be able to put all of this together and be able to generate enough revenue. Cost savings is the next thing. Yeah, we want to, we want to reduce costs, but if you're not making enough money, uh, you've got a big problem. So that's part of phase one is raising your revenue. So Larry, why don't you start talking about, you know, this, this part of the program and how it'll work for people. Okay. Well, let me back up just a little bit before I get into that, because we we're able to help people that we, that don't have trucks yet that want to come to Landstar and we have a very limited number of people that we can help there. But we see through, like you said, the Facebook groups and, and different other avenues that there's a huge need for what we're teaching here but if they already own their own truck and they're already at Landstar, you know, we don't, we can't hire them. We can't put them in our program. So our desire was to make our program available for people that can't uh, come to work for us for whatever reason, you know, our, our availability, the fact they already own the truck, maybe they're already a BCO and have been here and are struggling. Uh, maybe they were here once and are coming back, whatever. But that was the, the idea behind this. And then whenever you went to cabs and we found out that number, it just, it gave us the, um, you know, the motivation to put, put the, uh, pedal to the metal and get it going because I mean, there's right. a lot of people out there and now we're in a position to, we're having done our program for a number of years. We kind of, you know, we kind of know, um, what to present and, and that sort of thing. So we perfected our, our situation as well. So yes, what well, we decided to do the program, you know, and it's basically a, a condensed version of what we, teach our people over the course of 15 months. Um, and, and we get the question a lot about when people come here, other people always question, well, do they dispatch themselves? And this is one of the reasons why we don't allow people that come here first to dispatch themselves, because it's critically important that they, they attain a certain level of income, you know? So if you're coming to Landstar and you've, you know, and nobody comes to Landstar with experience at Landstar. I mean, unless you had your own authority, that'd be the only way yeah. you would probably come here and, and not go through this learning curve, this steep learning curve. Even then you got the learning curve of dealing with Landstar. But you come here and the, yesterday you were a company driver and your loads came to you on your Qualcomm. You did the load, blah, 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 blah. You backed up, you got paid. Da, da. Now you come to Landstar and now the loads aren't coming on the Qualcomm. You've got to find the load. And so the first thing we want to do and the, and the first thing I do when I'm, when I'm mentoring, um, I mean, I've had dispatch clients prior to this, this program. And, and of course, the, their, their attraction is they want to have 
their revenue increased. I mean, I'm just now working with a fellow that just started a few weeks ago. I mean, his average gross revenue, gross revenue, is about forty five hundred. First week I had him, it was eighty five hundred. So it's just a a way of immediately impacting them by raising their revenue, increasing their pay, so that they have the money to hang on long enough to learn the rest of it. Right. So that's what step one is: is 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 coming on and through transparency and through our wax on wax off philosophy, um, we'll dispatch them, take that off of them for a while, let them just get used to everything else, show them what we're doing. Again, everything, everything we do is completely transparent. So, um, and they can see then how we book loads and the strategy and the type of loads we look for, you know, the, uh, our, uh, our daily, um, Quantity, our daily strategies and that sort of thing so that they can see how we operate and, and then change their uh, approach so that it, it, uh, they're, they're looking at the right loads. They're looking at the right, you know, types of, of loads and, and length of, of, uh, of, of the load, how long they're going to be on it. You know, the fact that the rate isn't the most important thing every time. So all these yeah. things we're, we're, you know, we're, we're helping them with. And so they, and, and it also, it takes a burden off of them because now they can concentrate on driving the truck and making some money for a while, you know? So that's in a nutshell, what our, you know, what our phase one is, it's, it's, it's a dispatch service and it, um, but it's a, it's a, it's a dispatch service where we also teach what we're doing so that there's, um, you understand the strategies, you understand how you can incorporate this into your own thing, but it gives you, it just gives you a chance to take a breath, take some pressure off. You know, uh, you don't have to worry about driving the truck and looking look at this low board while you're going down the road, you know, and, uh, right. and hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, help them avoid making some of the most common mistakes that people come here to do. And that is looking for the big home run load to Alaska and jumping on it and, you know, and that sort of thing. So it, it, it maybe helps them not fall in the, in some of the, um, the mine, you know, the, the landmines that could possibly uh, trip them up. And, and, and like you say, 60% of them leave. And um, usually when people leave, it's not because they choose to, it's because they're forced to, you know, and they don't Mm -hmm. typically just decide to leave, but, um, you know, the numbers I've heard prior to that were that the majority of people who leave Landstar, not in the first 60 days, is because of a catastrophic truck failure, you know, and not yeah. enough capital to fix it. But the 60 day thing, that may or may not be the situation. They may just not be able to make enough money to be able to, because most people buy a truck when they come here. Okay. Uh, they usually buy too much truck and buy the wrong truck. Yeah. Uh, now we can't really fix that in this program, except maybe, you know, help you make enough money to overcome your mistakes to where you can maybe get out of it and get something else that's more practical. But anyway, the, the well, even in 2013, when I bought my truck, a, a 2007 was only six years old. You know, <clears throat> it wasn't as hard to find a truck that was a pre-emission, uh, pre-DPF, um, uh, that had six, five to 700,000 miles on it. Well, now we're in a position to where people are tempted to buy 2013s, 2014s. Um, and those are that, I think that's gotta be part of what's exacerbating this issue is they're buying <clears throat> these trucks that are, that are showing up on the market now, uh, that are right in that 
affordable, according to their stupid math, same math that I did, you know, paying 40 grand for a truck acquisition cost, but they're ending up with a truck that is right out of the gate on the verge of a $20,000 repair. Um, you know, that one box on the freight liners, 20 grand, you know, and if somebody's messed around with it, haven't maintained it, um, and you get going down the road, you might be good at picking loads. And then two weeks in, now you got a $20,000 capital expense and you got no money to pay for it and you're done. So because I, when people decide to come here, they look at, well, can I cover the truck payment? And they base their decision on that. You know, mm-hmm. y- yes, I can get at the current rates and what I know my buddy's doing. And, you know, I know somebody here that's, that's making it happen and they're covering their truck payment, but they don't anticipate that catastrophic failure. You know, they don't anticipate uh, the pandemic. They don't anticipate the, the 18 month cycle of freight, you know, and that sort of thing. So those are all things that they just don't, they just don't think about, you know, uh, can I make the truck payment? And can I, you know, look, I want this truck bad enough. I'll do anything to make this truck payment. I'll just stay out and I won't go home and I'll do that. I'll work my ass off, you know, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I'll make the truck payment. And then six months later or 60 days later, they realize, well, look, this is not making sense. I'm, I'm killing myself just to have a truck, you know, I'm yeah. out of here, you know? So, well, and we know from the, <clears throat> the critical nature of the shop industry it's very hard to get a truck fixed. It's band-aid to band-aid to band-aid to band-aid. Yes. And, you know, maybe it's not a $20,000 capital expense all at once, but maybe it's three $6,000 repairs in a row. And the same um, thing. It's the same yeah. part, you know, <clears throat> EGR cooler or something, you know, it, that yeah. wasn't wrong to begin with, you know. <clears throat> you know so you, you're already behind the eight ball more so than, than even I was. Um, or Larry was when he started because, you know, you got to have that twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 in reserve, um, you know, and a very low, if not no truck payment, um, to have the same experience that somebody had 10 or 15 years ago. Um, it, it's just, it's the risk is so high now, um, that, you know, it, it, you've got to, and so that's, you know, the biggest part of this first program is getting your revenue up, you know, getting you to eight or $10,000 a week, and then hopefully getting you to, um, put a lot of that away. If you have no money, you know, the big part of the conversation is if you want to come and be in this program, uh, you better have a way of saving this money because the storm clouds are off in the distance and you've got something big coming your way. You better be able to pay for it. Yeah, you know, you don't have to have our kind of truck to come to the program. We realize that. You already got a truck. You're already here. You do, we'll make, we'll try to make the best of the situation for you. And the best thing we can do is make, let you make some money so that you can start chucking it away, you know. Yeah. Uh, now, look, you might look. You might have a if, – if, you, if you've got a 2016 or newer truck, probably you're better, you know, except mm-hmm. you got a hell of a payment. You know, that's the only problem with that is you got too much truck payment, but – but uh, that 2009 to 2015, that's kind of our danger zone, you know, for this uh, unexpected and unfixable problems, you know. And uh, so we'll still try to, you know, try to work with you. It's just you need to understand you've got, you know, you've got kind of a handicap coming in that we have to work around. And the only way to work around it is to make you a lot of money and you've got to put that money away. You know, part yeah. of this is understanding and we'll get into this in the other phases. But part of this is once we make the money, 
now we got to hold on to it. Okay. And holding on to it's not going out and buying a bunch of AR 15s, you know, just because the Congress getting ready to ban them, you know, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about here. You know, okay. We're talking about putting money in the bank. So you're liquid, you know, so you've got that money available because you're going to use it if you've got those trucks, you know? And so, or maybe you think about, you know, Hey, maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I didn't buy the right truck. You know, maybe I could sell this truck and buy a better truck if I had a little more money, you know? So, these are just things we'll help you realize and, and we'll, we'll, we'll go through and we'll analyze the decisions that you've made up to now. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll help you see that, um, you know, that maybe those were, or were not the best decisions for you at this time. And timing's everything in this, you know, it, it's everything. So, uh, I mean, you've already pulled the trigger. You're already here. Now it's just a question of, can we keep you here? Or is, are you going to be one of the 60, you know, and the, the very, the be, very best way to do that first is to get yourself a better paycheck, you know, yeah. and then we'll talk about yeah. phase two about, you know, what do we do now about, um, you know, teaching you how to work in the system, you know, cause this is a very, very, I want to say complicated. It's just, it's just different. You know, you, right. Most people don't don't have never been in business before. They don't really. A lot of people don't even understand that they're not an employee. I mean, I see this on Facebook all the time. You know, uh, I work for Landstar. I drive for Landstar. Da, 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 da. Why didn't Landstar do this? Well, that's not how this works here. You know, we'll we'll teach you all that. That you know, you're not you're a, you're an independent business doing business with another independent business, and how that works and what the responsibilities are for you and for Landstar and how to navigate this you know this uh, this system. But then, you know, once we kind of teach you the Landstar way, to use somebody else's phrase, um, you know, we'll, we'll, um, you know, you know, we'll, we'll working with Landstar. Part of that is is taking advantage of all the things that Landstar offers that a lot of people don't. You know, um, I'm working on a program right now where we're teaching the I call it the business of the business side of Landstar. Where you know we'll we'll teach you settlements and card activity reports and IFTA reports and all the things that 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 you have available for you now to help you run your business, if you understand what they are. You know, of course, most everybody understands a settlement because that's how they get paid. But I wonder how many people actually go through line by line and make sure that it matches the rate con. You know, mm-hmm. wonder how many people thought they got an accessorial at one hundred percent and it was at sixty five percent. You know, wonder yeah. how many people triggered the. Uh, the uh, camera at the um, at the toll booth and it got charged to the license plate on the back of the trailer that they pulled that Landstar thought they pulled that they actually didn't. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how many tolls are being paid that, that aren't, aren't, aren't earned, you know, that Landstar's billing you. So, you know, these are things that we'll teach you how to do, how to reconcile, how to make sure that everything you're getting charged for or you're getting paid for is accurate, you know, and that's a, that's a very, very important thing here, you know, um, it doesn't, it doesn't do any good to bust your ass and make more money if you don't, you know, I, I remind, it, remind, it reminds me of the car business. You know, you, you go in there and you, you beat a salesman to death to get the best price on a car. And then you walk right into the F&I office and just lay down and buy all the warranties <laughs> and the, and they give you, they lease you the car at this interest rate. This that, you know, you just completely gave away everything that you worked for out in the showroom in the F&I office, you know. It's the same way here. You go out here, you argue over a quarter of a mile and then you turn around and you don't, you don't count your pennies 
and uh, you lose everything you made because you don't keep up with uh, with the numbers, you know. So yep. that's that's the that's the next phase, you know. And then beyond that, then we get into uh, business, you know, improving your bottom line. You know, it's we go in, we talk to our people about this all the time. You know, you can raise your revenue and that's great. But the problem with just raising revenue is you only get the profit on the revenue. If you cut your cost, you get it all. OK, a dollar. If you earn an extra dollar, you only make the profit on the dollar. If you save a dollar, you save the whole dollar. So now we want to talk about how can we help you lower your cost of operating? And oh, by the way, lowering the cost of operating will also give you more load selection to work from because obviously if you can operate at a lower rate per mile, there's more loads on the board available to you or the loads that are there, you're going to make more profit if you can cut, if you can cut your cost. And um, of course, fuel is our number one cost and that's the easiest thing to attack first. And so that's what we'll do is we'll help you with buying decisions, how to buy, when to buy, where to buy, how to improve your fuel mileage and try to cut that number one cost down because that's the easy one. Because typically all those are decision based. It doesn't require you spending money typically to be able to affect that cost. And there's more and more and more and more and more. But if we can help you lower your cost of doing business, you'll make more money. You'll stay in business when, when the rates go down because you'll still be able to operate your truck when a lot of people will be going home because they can't pull freight for the rate that's prevalent in the market at that time. Yeah. And then, of course, the last thing. Well, let's, let, I want to add something more on that. Okay, one. sure. Um, <clears throat> your truck is your tool, right? Without your truck, you have nothing. Um, and what we have learned, uh, we, I mean, something – we kind of already knew, but something that we've perfected is preventative maintenance, right? Um, I, I believe that there are a lot of Landstar BCOs that are rolling up and down the road. They're getting their truck inspected on a, every 120 days, <laughs> and they think their truck's in good shape. Maybe they're getting inspected. Maybe. They're getting somebody to look at it. Let's put it that way. They're right. paying somebody. Well, Landstar is paying $65 for somebody to look at it. Yeah. And and you're getting a clean bill of health. If you are living with the illusion that your truck is in good shape because it passes a 120, um, I, I need to grab a hold of you and shake you a little bit. Uh, what we want to do as part of this cost-saving program is we want to bring you to West Virginia for a weekend. And we're going to turn Carl loose on your truck and he's going to look at it from top to bottom and back to front. And he's going to give you a very long and shocking list of stuff that's wrong with your truck that you don't even know. He's going to show you stuff that maybe isn't broke today, but will be broken a month or six weeks or eight weeks. Um, things that are going to put you on the side of the road. And that's going to be part of this to educate you on how, to number one, build a relationship with a shop, build a relationship with a 120 shop so that when you do go in for that 120, you use it as an opportunity instead of running from it. You go in and you tell somebody, I, I actually want you to ins inspect this truck. I actually want you to find stuff that's wrong with it so I can fix it. Um, <clears throat> it, it it's it, yeah, it's a compliance thing, obviously. Um, but it needs to be a part of your preventative maintenance, preventative, prevent, 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 key in on that preventative maintenance. 
which means preventing stuff from breaking on the side of the road. These trucks need a lot of work all the time, little stuff, but little stuff becomes big stuff eventually. And when you have an option of like, we got a truck right now, 2016 T680. I don't have the list yet. I'm going to guess it's probably $5,000 worth of stuff that needs done to it. And it just got an inspection about two weeks ago oh. from a Landstar inspector. Yeah, they 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 ought to be burned to the ground, and we we may do that for them. Oh, we haven't decided yet. Well, let me let me let me say this. So this this I don't want to scare people. This is not an official inspection. We we bring it to West Virginia. This is a this is for courtesy. your information only. It's a courtesy inspection. Yeah, yeah. So it's he's not inspecting it and reporting to Landstar. It's that unless you right. want it, unless you need an inspection, then he will. But yeah, but, he's a he's a Landstar inspector. He's he a Landstar inspector. <laughs> but let me tell you, well, you tell the story about the guy. So I'm you? I'm. This is at the the <laughs> TA hur, Hurricane Hurricane West Virginia a couple years ago, and uh, I'm standing there by the the service desk, and you know I, I know everybody, you know, and this guy walks in with a Landstar hat, and he walks in the door, and he looks at the girl, and he says, "Carl here." She said, "Yeah." He said, "Never mind." Never. Right back out the door because <laughs> that run from him. Which you is, know, which is typical, you know, because I mean, that, that look, that's fine. It, it, you're under load. You don't, you don't want to take a chip, but look, you're, you're just, you're just putting, you're kicking the can down the road, you know? Yeah. Carl, one thing about car, he'll, he will not sell you anything or tell you anything that it, that it doesn't need. And, and he'll even tell you, look, this will pass right now, but it's going to fail. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can pass it, but, but you're, you just need to know it's going out, you know? Yeah. So that's, um, that's, and, that's and a lot like of it's like, so for example, these cooling lines, okay? You, you have to get coolant from the engine to the dash for the heat. That's where your heat comes from, right? Well, these lines are well, probably in this truck, probably original, and, and they're just rusted. And you can start to see these little crystallized coolant, just a little seepage. Well, here's the thing. When that breaks... It'll dump your entire cooling system out on the ground. Well, you could take that to somebody like Carl, you know, uh, or a, a, a local shop, charges, uh, you know, $75, 80 $90 an hour, whatever it is. And you could probably fix that for 300 bucks. But if it breaks and you're driving down a road and the little light comes on, it says, hey, you don't have any coolant and you're and now you're on the side of the road. And now they've got to bring you those lines if they can find them. And they got to come out the side of the road. That three hundred dollar repair just turned into twelve or fifteen hundred. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. If you have someone competent that can inspect your truck occasionally, why not use the op- the one hundred and twenty as that opportunity to find these things? And I mean, dude, every truck Carl gets in and finds wiring harnesses that have wiggled loose and now are rubbing on something. He finds airlines you know uh, the, all this stuff has to be secured if it's flopping around or it's rubbing on something it's going to rub a hole in it and then now you have a leak now you have a problem and he's just the master of that and there i'm sure there are others like him we haven't found one yet um but that's yeah, that's what yeah. it takes and putting black electro electro tape on your instrument cluster over the abs like <laughs> isn't that's a bad plan by the way that's that's not usually going to be that's a bad plan but but just so you know this is just for your information so you know it's not like you're going to get you know this this failed inspection we just want you to understand 
<clears throat> what it is that you that that you're dealing with here and what you what you're looking at so that you can better prepare for it you know um look we I teach all the time you know the secret to staying in business is minimizing risk okay that's the that's the, that's the secret okay the more you can minimize risk the more likely it is you're going to stay in business well minimizing risk in a truck is knowing what's going to happen before it happens and that's what yep. the purpose of this inspection is okay it's to fix the stuff that's dangerous that's going to hurt you or hurt somebody else. But it's also to let you know that, look, this is, this is not, this rubbing here is going to continue until it's a problem, you know, or whatever, you know, yeah. it's the brake line. It's a huge big deal, you know, and, and, and look, it's going to get you on the side of the road with a out of service order is sitting in a, in a way station somewhere, you know, and now and you're the, under a load. The, rea the reality of that too is that brake line is more likely to put you out of service because it's broke than the DOT getting to you. I mean, they may eventually get to you, but we avoid the DOT like the plague. We don't want to mess with them. But then the truck loses air pressure, loses coolant, loses oil. Something puts you on the side of the road. It's a whole lot more expensive than the ticket. You, you got to be focused on the stuff that can put you out of business Rather than, I mean, my God, I've been inspected twice in like eight years. Knock on wood. Um, you want to know something? Huh. I never, ever, ever had a level one inspection. Wow. Never. Been, I drove for 12, 13 years. I never had, I had a bunch of level threes, mm -hmm. but I never, and I never failed those, but I never, ever had a level one inspection. Knock on wood. Yeah. I've had, I think I've had two since 2012. So it's at almost nine years. Um, and by the way, I didn't go home every time that, uh, national break week right. or whatever came up. I kept on going. Okay. Right. I didn't yeah. stay home because of break check. What's it called? Oh, uh, break check week, giant virtue signal. Um, you know, Hey citizen, we care about you, but the other 360 days you're on your own. Have a nice day. Right. Um, yeah, th look, and, and and most people are not mechanically inclined. They don't they don't know a brake line from a brake shoe. They don't have any any idea, and that's okay. You don't have to be a mechanic, um, just like you don't have to be an accountant. But you do have to have someone competent and able to take care of that stuff for you. And you have to network with them. You have to have a relationship with them so that they'll take care of you. I mean, y'all had a truck pop up. Driver reports an exhaust leak. More like, well, it's probably flex pipe. Go get checked out. Takes it to a TA. Says turbo actuator. Big problem. It's the problem with that. That truck don't have an actuator. It has a wastegate. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. You know. Now, of course, I text Carl. Carl's like, oh, yeah, man, we'll just wire it open and plug it and, you know. But, oh, that, that's turbo. We can't touch it. You know. Um. Jesus Christ, you're a, you're, a, you're, a, you're a professional shop, and you don't know the damn difference between a turbo actuator and a wastegate? Don't God help me. Us. Don't get me started about the professional <laughs> shop, okay? So, anyway, we digress. So, that's so we got to raise revenue. We've got to understand the system. We've got to lower expenses. And now, I've got to update my... Uh, Oops. You know what? The guy that runs the website didn't put a part in for that last part. <laughs> I'll have to fix that. Um, 
well, keeping the, score. The last part we call it keeping score, and it's basically yeah. bookkeeping, record keeping, accounting, and that sort of thing. Because I mean, obviously, it doesn't matter if you don't know the numbers. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't understand what it costs you to drive your truck if you don't know what the numbers are. You know, so you know you've got you've got to do some basic bookkeeping if it's just a, a off the shelf. You know, Hector's one uh, on Kevin Rutherford's site that's like 19 bucks. Okay. Anybody can do it. Okay. It's called profit gauges. Okay. Yep, I used it. It's and so, good. but you've got to have some kind of system to keep your numbers in. Okay. And we go, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty damn good one. Okay. So I'm not a CPA. Don't hold that to be that. But I, uh, well, let's put it this way. When I take my, my books to my tax accountant at the end of the year, all she does is figure the depreciation, put it on the form. It's all done. She said, I wish all my clients were like you. And as a result, I don't pay her very much because she doesn't have to work very hard. So it's just a matter of understanding some basic bookkeeping, you know, and we can help you with that. Um, we're even, we even are going to, um, you know, do put so put the uh, system together for you if you want us to. That's that's an optional thing. You know, we'll 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 give you a, a monthly kind of like ATBS, but not like ATBS because I really know what I'm doing. Okay, and I <laughs> and I understand the business. Shots you know? fired, ladies and gentlemen. Shots fired. <laughs> uh, but we could uh, we'll, we're going to offer that that service as well, to a limited number of people as well, and including the the your business tax return if you if you want if you don't have somebody to do that so because look all this doesn't matter if you don't if if you don't know whether you're making any money and and you really don't know look having money in your pocket doesn't mean you're making money okay because there's this problem out there called April 15th and if you're a corporation March 15th and that when that's when Uncle Sam goes I want mine okay and uh, most people uh, don't have the money they can't write the check they didn't make the quarterlies, so they don't have any money. Now they owe $14,000. They can't pay it, so they don't file. And now Sirius XM, especially this time of year, they've got ad after ad after ad after ad. If you haven't filed your taxes in 10 years, call us. We'll, we'll, we'll bail you out, okay? Well, my take on that is, is let's don't be in that situation. Okay. Let's, let's have our numbers. Let's file the return. Let's save the money. Every week you get money. The problem is it's not yours. You think it is. It's not yours. Some of it is, most of it yep. is, but some of it's not. And if you're not putting that money away, uh, you're just going to have a problem. And believe me, the IRS is a pretty daggone good collection agency. Okay. And so, you know, we, we can just help you avoid all that. You know, that's probably not what's knocking 60 percent of BCOs out in 60 days, but it very likely could be knocking them out in, you know, in, in a couple of years because they just don't. They they stick their head in the sand and they go, I'll deal with that later because I don't have the money right now to pay the taxes because I've had a major break. All this builds on itself. The reason we have these in phases, they're in order of importance. Okay. We got to get you making money. We got to get you understanding how to how to live here at Landstar. We got to get you lowering your cost, okay? Running your business like a business, okay? Understanding that when you bought that truck, you went from being a truck driver to a business owner, okay? There's a change of identity that has to go on there that most people don't have the skill set to do yet. It's something you have to get, you know. 
we're we have a program to give that to you okay and 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 it's um a uh, very affordable and it's um you know it will uh, i think probably save a lot of people's business lives uh and i think that uh you know we we can't help everybody but we'll help as many as we can and we'll do what we can to lower that 60% number and do the best we can so yeah Let's see. I got a couple comments here. Robert Esposito. Does Landstar have step deck trailers I can use if I get leased on? Yes, you can, they you do. Can't, you can't use them. You can rent them. Right. Um, correct. So when you lease a uh, <clears throat> when you lease on a, to Landstar as a van, we've talked about your truck gets sixty five percent. If you have your own trailer, your trailer gets seven percent. If you do platform, you get the whole 72, but you have to rent a trailer, a flatbed, a step deck, a double drop or whatever. And, and that has a weekly expense there and they're all over the place. I mean, I know a guy runs a extendable RGN and I don't know, he pays, I don't know what he pays, but it's a bunch a week, but dude's probably making 20 grand a week, you know, but yes, um, with, with platform, they have lots of different trailers that you can use. You just you rent them weekly, um, but you get the whole seventy two percent. Oh, there's Ken checking in. He says, uh, "Mary says hi." Uh, two guys, Ben and Theo, at Petro in Green Valley, Missouri. They are like that. Well, I, I you know, I, like I said, they've got to be out there. We just don't know who they are. Um. You know, but it's all about relationship, you know, going in there and talking to them. Tell and, Ben and, and Theo they owe us money right now, okay? Yeah, yeah. At least owe us a, a chassis lube or something. <clears throat> Florida man checking in. Hashtag Florida man. Big sexy. Road, big sexy. Roadside inspection blitz. Well, I've got some other stuff I can call it, too. <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, we'll go with that for right now. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do that. By the way, um, Big Richie's who I was talking to about the R15s while ago when I was using that right. as an example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You see him? Don't mess with him, y'all. He he's got an armory. I would. Uh, well, so this is you know Ed, this guy's talking about Evans waterless coolant. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of a lot of Larry's buddies have tried that and used it. My my friend Dan has tried it. Here's the problem with Evans waterless coolant. Yeah, it does what they say. The problem is what happens when you run out and you need some. What happens when you, if you, if you have a line blow off, uh, and it all hits the ground, you know, you, you've got to carry another 10 or 12 gallons of Evans waterless coolant. And to my knowledge, nobody has been able to really prove, um, no, well, it, it, no, I, I, I I'm going to take a, take exception okay. to that. It, 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 diesel engines like running hot. Okay, they 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 like running up higher than what we run them. That's the whole point of this. But don't. But you hit the nail on the head. The problem is it's availability. I used to run special oil in my truck when I was a one truck operation because it was just me. When I got a fleet, I couldn't do that because the drivers couldn't get that oil. You know, so it's the same problem here. It's not duplicatable because it's very hard to find it, and it's not very practical to carry a lot of. You got to have eleven gallons put in your truck. So it's where are you going to put that, you know, 
um, it, it's, it's not a bad idea, but it, it didn't really catch on because of all the electric fans you got to have to run the thing with. And you got to trick the ECM into, into, you know, into to, to, to yeah. letting this happen. And, and that's a lot of work. Thing. It is, it is. And, and, and again, I don't know, probably the cost, um, versus benefit is, is probably not, um, as, as easy to, to, um, you know, to justify as some of the other modifications that, that, that we do, but, but I, and I'm familiar with it. And, and I know some people that, that I still know a couple of guys who run it and they, of course, like I say, they're, they're fanatics, you know, one of them, everybody probably knows, and that's Steve Cron, you know, but guys doing 11 miles a gallon right now, you know, right. but, um, you know, I can't look, I can't knock the technology. It's just, it's, it, it's very, it's very hard for us to do in a fleet operation. Because I mean, there's no way we could, you know, we could provide that product, you know, for all. It's of our a lot trucks. like a fast, you know, yeah. a yeah, fast, you know, our 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 truck that just got t- totaled, 1.85 million on the original injectors. You got to believe that the fast had a lot to do with that, but we don't put fast systems on all the trucks because it's just that much more difficult to explain to everybody how that works. If it's if it's just my truck, you know, um, well, you know, and, and, and a lot of people don't understand how they work. So it's hard to get service on it when you're, yeah, you know, in a TA somewhere, you know, we, we do a lot of our maintenance, uh, at TAs and Petros because the drivers don't have to go get in a waiting room and they can get it done while they're having their 10 hour break or the 34 hour break or whatever. And it's just, that's not a, a product that they're going to be able to, to work on. So yeah. we have to kind hard of enough. it. Get to kind of keep done. it where it can be, where our truck trucks can be serviced at TA Petros or things like that, so that we're not taking guys off the road, you know, to to go to shops. The last thing we want to do is go to a dealership. Yeah. Do you know John Reynoldson? Do you know what the minimum requirements for a medical card is for Landstar? Same as everybody Same else. Same as anybody else. If you got one, you're good. That's it federal. They don't require a two year or anything like that. You know, as long as you've got one and can renew it. And you're okay. So, so there, there's somebody in here is making a lot of the, the I'm, I'm going to just pick one about personal and living expenses or astronomical. You never see seed and trucking. That should be the tells how serious you are. Look, I, I see all your comments here. You, you made six or eight of them and all about personal expenses, bro. Your personal expenses have nothing to do with your business. Period. Period. Has nothing to do with your business. Your business is your business. Your personal is your personal. Now, if your personal situation's out of control, it's going to affect your personal life. Um, but you don't mix business and personal. And we've we've watched people ju- make justify choosing loads based on their personal expenses. That's not how this works. You choose loads based on your the cost of your operation, um, what it takes to meet your profit needs. Yes, your personal expenses has to do with some of that. But if you go bankrupt because you're too deep in debt with six motorcycles and four cars and three girlfriends, that wasn't your business's fault. That was your fault. Your business is over here and your personal is over here. And you don't ever mix the two, period. Larry? Well, you've got to make a decision, okay? You, you can't choose trucking as your occupation if you're going to have the lifestyle of the rich and famous. Okay. 
because if 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 trucking and and the and the the the, the 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 current rate the, you you can't artificially change the rate to support your lifestyle it doesn't work correct okay you have to be able to operate your lifestyle in the prevailing rate of whatever it is you choose to do so that being said if you want to be a truck owner a truck driver you have to understand that that's going to produce x number of dollars of income the average in this country is 65,000 okay now we know at Landstar that could very easily be 150 to 200,000. All right. That's the opportunity. But if, if that's not enough profit coming to you from your business to overcome your personal problems, then you have to choose a different occupation. You've got to go run, run, run drugs or become a neurosurgeon because there's not enough money in trucking to support a, a completely out of control lifestyle. So the point that Chris is trying to make there is that the problem that a lot of people make is they try to understand, they try to mix their business and their personal bills together. And that's not, that doesn't work that way. You know, you, your, your business can be successful and you could still go bankrupt, but it's not your business's fault. It's the fact that you can't control your own personal expenses. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's not you, maybe it's your wife or your kids or whatever, but somebody is, is draining the money out more faster than you can put it in there. And in, 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 in this industry, there's a limit to what you can put in there, you know? And, um, so it doesn't really matter how much you need because if trucking doesn't, if the average trucking business won't provide that, there's nothing, you can't raise your rate and you're not going to go to Washington DC and, 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 and uh, march out, out, out on, in the, from the white house about raising rates to $15 a mile, just because you want to support a ridiculous life. It won't work. doesn't work. Yep. Smooth operator checking in. Y'all got to check out some of his videos they are awesome. Uh, searching for driver assist loads, a good strategy for increasing revenue without increasing expenses. Yes, absolutely. Um, Anytime you can add accessories to your load, whether it's actually something you do or you negotiate. Absolutely. It's, it's, that's a hundred percent. 100% 100% money in your pocket and, and just aside from the money, when you've got something that's driver assist, that means that that customer needs that white glove treatment. They need that attention to detail. Right. And I mean, y'all, I've, I've got a six year relationship with a customer, um, because of that very thing. And um, it just gives you more opportunity, um, you know, to, to, to specialize yourself, set yourself apart and get a direct relationship with that customer, you know, cause think about it this way too. If you are going in to the customer and they get to know you and the level of service that you provide, you're going to make it easier on that agent to fend off the cheaper competitions going to try to come in and undercut you and take that business because the customer is going to be like, no, I got Niven coming in here to take care of this. I got Chris coming here to take care of this. Um, yeah, you might be cheaper, but are you better? Probably not. But that, yeah, that is a very sound strategy. You know, you should listen, you should negotiate. If you don't ask, you're never going to get it. Okay. And that doesn't mean every time you ask, you're going to get it, but you should always, always, always ask, is there an accessorial and slow that I can get? 
Okay. Because if there is, or if the agent's willing to do it, or the broker's willing to give it to the agent or whatever, you would never have known if you didn't ask unless it was posted that way. But yeah, listen, I get a lot of accessorials that aren't posted. Okay. Just because I ask, you know, I got a good one for you, Larry. You're going to love this. You ready? Good. Yeah. All right. Have at it. Maybe I misunderstood, but I thought you were supposed to take your personal expenses and business. Oh, wow. You went to the Landstar orientation, didn't you? <laughs> now go ahead and read the whole thing for the people that's just on audio. <laughs> okay. Maybe I misunderstood, but I thought you were supposed to take your personal expenses and business expenses and divide those by the miles you average per month to figure out how much you need per mile. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's what you'd have to do. But what if that rate per mile was 475 and you had to go out of business? Did your business fail? Because there's a whole lot of other people still in business at 250 a mile that didn't fail. That's why I don't buy into this business and personal expense thing. It, it They're not related. Yes, you have. If, if you're in business, you have to make a profit to stay in business. And as a business owner, you benefit from that profit. But you can't artificially increase the profit if your personal expenses are not covered by what a reasonable rate of return on your business would be. And that's the point I'm trying to make. You know, if you're way, way, way in trouble and you choose to go buy a truck to get out of trouble personal-wise, you're making a mistake, okay? Because it's not going to happen. You can't artificially inflate the market to meet your individual demands. Your truck can't make more than every other truck in the country just because you need more money. You know, a, a lot of people don't understand this. A lot of people think, look, I bought a truck. I went into debt. I'm doing this. I'm entitled to make this. Well, I'm sorry, but you're not. You're not entitled to make anything because the rate's determined by supply and demand. Okay. It has nothing to do with how far in debt you went to buy that truck. It has nothing to do with how personal, how, how bad your personal expenses are. That's not that customer who's paying the freight's problem, nor will it ever be his problem. Okay. So you got to get this and whoever, and I, listen, when I came to Landstar 12 years ago, they taught this at orientation. I thought I was going to throw up my mouth. You know, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I'm at Landstar. This is supposed to be, you know, Xanadu, you know, and I walk in the door and they're teaching and they're teaching a fuel strategy that again, I'm, I thought I was going to shoot myself when I heard that, you know, <laughs> now fortunately they quit doing this crap, you know, but, uh, it, this is, this is screwed up thinking. Okay. You, you, <laughs> You, you have to understand, if you want to run a successful trucking business, you have to run a successful trucking business based on, based on prevailing rate, okay? Now, you got to do the best you can to lower your cost, okay? Buying your fuel at right. Don't go into debt for all the things we teach. We do that because we have the lowest cost of operating probably there is in the industry, okay? Because we don't do any of that stuff wrong. All right. And I'm, we listen, we may, I pay my drivers a hundred thousand dollars a year and I still make very, very good money. Okay. But if I needed to, if I wanted to buy a castle, I couldn't do it. I'd have to do something else. I can't do this business because it won't pay for a castle, you know? So uh, you, you can only make what the market will pay. All right. So the point I'm trying to make here is that your personal expenses have to be handled you know, if, 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 if what you need to make 
is above and beyond what a regular trucking business will make. It, that, that's not the problem of the business. That trucking business didn't fail. It could have been very successful. If I go buy a castle tomorrow, my trucking business is going to fail. Mm-hmm. And I've got a really good, really good truck. We're going to do $3 million this year at, at Landstar. Okay. But I can't buy a castle with that. I can't go be Megan and Harry. Okay. <laughs> if that's what I want to do, I've got to find something else to do. I can't make my trucking business make me Megan and Harry. Okay. I, I got to do something else. I got to run drugs or something. So that's the point I'm trying to make. And that, and that, and, and yes, you're right. If that's, if that's what you have to do, but you can't artificially make your trucking business make meet that rate per mile. If it's not in the market, if it's not what the prevailing rate is. Did I you leave know, anything out? No, no, you hit, you hit it all. But I was thinking about oh Harry and Megan and you know, I, I, I there's a 0% chance I was going to watch that garbage, but I thought, you know, Poor old Harry, you know, just, just trying to get away. And I'm thinking, well, Harry, you could get a CDL, you know, and you could come over here to Blue Ribbon and we'll show you how to, I mean, you could leave all that behind, you know, you can just, you can tell <clears throat> my mom to, to just have it all and come on over here and, and, you know, and, and, and Megan could get her little job somewhere. And, you know, I really hated to hear that their son wasn't going to get a title. <laughs> You know, I, you know, and I really, and, and, you know, he was left $20 million from Princess Diana, but they can't afford to pay for security without it being paid for. for I mean, my, I cried my eyes out. I, I thought, <laughs> here, here's here, here, this is, listen, we digress greatly here, but it, and, and this cancel, cancer culture, cancel culture, how do you say that very fast? In this cancel culture environment we're in. How does the royal family exist? What exactly do <laughs> they, pro- what do they provide? Their what, do, what do the people get out of it? And what, at what cost do they have? To, I mean, we're, we're talking about the debt that we're taking on right now with this uh, new $1.9 trillion thing. And the, the cost it's going to be on every man, woman, and child for the rest of their life. What does the royalty cost the, cost the, uh, the English people that to support that? It, They're like Big Al in Alabama. Me, it makes me, I'm like, are you really? Yeah. Of all the problems in the world, we're worrying about, you know, how deep you have to curtsy in front of the queen. <laughs> right. I mean, I hate to tell you this. I probably should have said, but I mean, the queen kissed my ass. Okay. I mean, I, <laughs> you know. And he's off. Uh, okay. Uh, so Kimberly follows up, says, thanks, goodness. That's not me. Yes, I went to Landstar Orientation. That's where I got it. I knew where there. you got it. I knew where you got it. <laughs> I'm debt-free except for my truck paint. Well done, Kimberly. Um, well, well, I'm glad it wasn't you, Kimberly, but I do appreciate the uh, opportunity for me to be able to get on my soapbox and, <laughs> and uh, preach a I little saw bit. That, I saw that comment popping up. Moment. Here we go, folks. And he's off. Um, guys, we're going. We're, listen, we're going to have a live event with these uh, with this uh, program we're doing. So you get you, listen. This is all. This you're only hearing the public part of all this. Okay, there's a whole lot better of this that you can attend to uh, if you want to get in our program, and we're, we're we'll uh, we'll let you see the whole thing. We'll pull the we'll pull the curtains all the way back and let you hear it all. Yeah. No tape recorders are allowed, by the way. So. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> look, this this is. We have a way that works, okay? And we've demonstrated it. Works in every environment. 
It works when the rates are on fire like they are now. Works like uh, when they were in the tank and toilet when they last year. You know, I was just going back through our numbers uh, on the spreadsheet from last March, end of March, first of April. We had two brand new drivers that were lost. You know, um, we had we had me, we had Seth. You know, our number one guy, and we had and we had these two new people. And listen, our our numbers end of March and first of April weren't that bad. Um, comparatively speaking, now we had to work our our butts off just to get the loads. That was, but. The numbers weren't terrible. But the you know? point is we could haul freight and make money, even working our butt off, even getting freight to pay, you know, sometimes just over a buck a mile. We still were able to do it. Yeah. And by the way, I don't qualify for the PPP. So if that tells you something, the pandemic didn't hurt us. Okay. I can't, I can't apply for the PPP. The peanut, I'm watching the comments. The peanut gallery over here is coming up with all kinds of solutions for Harry and Megan. Uh, it's I bet. hilarious. I bet. <laughs> they can run team. <laughs> That's so oh, man, I can't, I can't touch that. I can't go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, listen, this, go to the website, check it out. Um, if we'll you know a, if you know somebody that's a land star that's new and they're struggling, tell them about us. Okay, we, we, seriously, we we want to help people. Uh, we we we're not. We're, this is not free. We do charge to do this, but we the money that we will put put in their pocket by raising their revenue will more than pay us and pay them, you know, plenty as well. And the 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 knowledge you're going to get, they'll use forever and it's priceless. Okay, so um, all the numbers are on the website. If you want to look into it, it's. Um, you know, it, it, and it, and it's, it builds on itself. We got, you know, phase one is the entry level. That's where the dispatching is. That's where we raise the revenue. You know, that's where we help with the load selection and the dispatch and get them making money. Phase two and three, you know, you, you add on to it if you want to. If, look, if you, if you're here and you're doing a good job at picking your own loads and your revenue's good, but you don't understand how to cut your costs, you don't understand how to keep the, how to hold on to the money, come on in at phase two and three. You know, you don't have to do the dispatch. And then, and now look, if you're doing everything right, but you just need bookkeeping and accounting, you need a better system, come on in at phase four, you know? And so it, uh, you can take it all, you can take parts of it. Um, and, uh, but, uh, it's, um, you know, right now we've got, it's just like our drivers. We only have space when we have a truck right now. We've got capacity because we've got people lined up to help do this, but, when we can only don't, you can only dispatch so many people. Okay. I can only help so many people at a time. So it's not going to you know, always be available. So jump on it while you can. And, um, if you're, if you're new at Landstar, or you're coming here and you want to do it the right way and not be one of the 60% to fail, give us a shout. You know, if you know somebody here that's struggling, you know, that, that could help get could benefit from some help from people that know what they're doing. Um, you know, um, uh, and are willing to teach and are willing to, you know, to share everything we know, then, um, you know, send them our way. Uh, it, uh, they, they will be in debt for you forever because I, we, listen, we saved, we saved people's businesses before. And I, you know, fortunately I do get some people before it's too late, but the problem is by the time the, the BCO, um, uh, advisors, 
you know, get to somebody. You know, truck drivers aren't the type to ask for help, especially men truck drivers. Okay. They just don't ask other people for help. And so by the time it gets to the point where they're willing to ask for help, that, that is one swirl from being down the toilet, you know, and that's how I usually get the calls from Landstar. So don't, well, don't let them wait till that point. You know, if they're struggling, now's the time to fix it. Not after they're so far gone, like Kimberly's example, their expenses are so out of sight. We could, we couldn't make enough money, you know, to get them, to bail them out. Yeah. So I just did a little <clears throat> editing on the website on the fly here because I had forgot to put a link. Uh, but basically if you go to blue ribbon logistics.com slash opportunity, there is a, um, there's a contact page there. Um, <clears throat> show you that. And, uh, well, if nothing else, email me, Larry at blue ribbon logistics.com and I'll send you out a PDF that's got everything in it. So if you'd rather have it where you can yeah. print it, read it. And, and, and that will also be on, uh, we'll eventually have this, uh, we're working on doing some updates on the website and we will have this, uh, uh, this PDF, like he's talking about to be downloadable, uh, off of the website. So I can show you right here. There it is. Yeah. If, you, um, if you're interested, fill that out and then send that, yeah. that we'll get it. And then we'll reach out to you. Yeah, Cause you, you know? can fill this out, put the information in there. Um, and then we'll be able to, that will let us know that you're interested. We'll get in contact with you. We'll set up an interview. Um, we had a couple more comments come in here too. Let me look at these. Uh, cool. Calm and collected LLC. Does Landstar do your IFTA? And what's the number one reason drivers fail? Well, let's, uh, let's say the, the IFTA question. Yes, they do your IFTA and they get, they do it monthly. So not quarterly. So, um, the answer to that is yes. The number one reason drivers fail or BCOs fail. Okay. So let's, let's address that separately. The number one reason drivers fail is because they don't understand that when they bought the truck, they became a business. All right. That's the number one reason drivers fail. And because of that, they make a series of bad decisions. First of all, they bought, they usually buy the wrong truck. Second of all, they usually buy too much truck for their first truck. Now we've we've got a podcast. We've got stuff about this you can go back and look at. But the numbers are over nine out of ten first time owner operators will fail in the first two years. Okay, that's that's the reason why that happens. All right, bad decisions. Listen to the wrong people. Okay, not understanding that you're going from a truck driver to a business owner, and those two when you when you buy the truck and you become a business owner, driving the truck is about 10 to 15% of what you do every day. The other stuff you've not done before, if you've never owned a business before. Certainly, if you've not, you know, if you're a company driver and now you're an owner operator, it's not about, you know, it, it, it's not about what kind of truck you bought. You know, it's about learning how to operate a business and what that, and what that means. Like Kimberly's question, it's understanding what business is and what's required you know, to stay in business decision to buy that truck is easy because you could probably go lease purchase it with, with, by breathing on a mirror. Okay. But that's, that's not what, that's not the hard part. The hard part is now I'm in business. How do I stay in business? And, you know, most people who do this for the first time, haven't had any business experience, none. And, and they don't understand that, that now wh where you buy your fuel matters. 
because that can be ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year difference just in making a decision. What kind of tires you put on it makes a difference because that could be five thousand dollars worth of worth of money every year difference. Mm-hmm. These things that most people don't think matter a bit matter. You go to a McDonald's franchisee and ask him what a pet, uh, uh, ketchup packet costs. I promise you, he can tell you that number. You mm-hmm. go to a truck, a, a, an owner-operator, and ask him what his fuel mileage is. Oh, it's about, you know, it depends on the wind and, and how heavy. I mean, they don't have a freaking idea, okay? Nor do they really care. So that's the I reason walk, that drivers fail. Okay? I was getting loaded Friday, and uh, I was walking up to the shipper, and I walked past the BCO truck, and I just looked down. 24-5 Michelin XDN2s. Big, aggressive lug, and I thought, that's $10,000 a year right there. But he, bought, but he bought Michelins. <laughs> right. I got Michelins. Well, and, and so on cool and calm here with BCOs, uh, look, I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. Arrogance, ignorance. Th- there's a lot of people I think come here with the right intentions, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, generally the right attitude. Um, but there's a lot of arrogance and a lot of ignorance. Um, you know, I don't need nobody's help. Okay. Well, that's fine. Um, well, I, well, let me, let me add to that. Cause you, you're onto something there. And I agree with people. Ca- listen, listen to a Landstar ad. Listen to it. What's it talk about? One word that's in there every time, seven letters, freedom, freedom. Mm-hmm. come to Landstar, freedom to choose your own load, freedom to do this, freedom to do that. No force dispatch, freedom okay? to fail. Now you come from an from a, a world as a company driver where you didn't have any of that. You can't get home to see your kids' baseball game. You know you don't choose your own load. Everything is force fed to you. You're not even allowed to veer off the route that they're yep. giving you. So this looks very attractive, but you get here and you go, oh, now I have the freedom to do all this. I'm gonna. So I'm going to. I'm not moving my truck for less than three fifty a mile. By God. I don't care what you can keep that cheap freight. I'm not hauling that shit. And they sit in Florida for a week. Oh, the truck payments do. Oh, Landstar took out all the deductions this week while I was waiting, while I was being stupid and ignorant and arrogant because I'm the one that runs this ship. That's the number one reason BCOs fail. Okay. They yep. don't understand what it is to be in business. You know, you have all this freedom. And Landstar, there's one thing here that is guaranteed. You will have this equal opportunity. But that's where it stops. Because there's no guarantee of your success. There's nothing guaranteed about this. Except you're going to get the same thing when you come as when I came or when Chris came. And that's going to be a little bit of orientation, a password to a, to a load board, and, and nowadays an ELD. And here's a little card with some phone numbers on it. Good luck. Yep. And, uh, and oh, by the and way, I, if you sit more than 10 days, we're coming to get your trailer. So that, that everybody gets that. No, yeah. no People that are wildly successful here that have all kinds of direct customers, they earn that by doing it on their own. Nobody handed that to them. Okay? Then there's the ones that get on Facebook and whine about it. How come they got that? They're so fucking lucky. No, they weren't. They just worked. 
It's yep. worked harder than the guys more bitching and moaning on Facebook. Okay. They got out and did it. So that's the reason why people fail at Landstar. They have a sense of entitlement because they bought a truck. I got bad news for you. The customers who write the checks give a rat's ass about your entitlement. Unless you can prove yourself valuable to them, they are not going to care about you. And like we've said many times, there's nowhere else we would rather be than Landstar. And like he said, when you, 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 you complete the qualification process, you check all the boxes, you do your two days of orientation, they hand you phone numbers, they give you a login, they set you up, have at it. Now, we're not going to, I mean, we'll challenge Landstar to hold them accountable if necessary. And, and we think there's, a, there's probably a couple of things they could do in orientation that would not radically change what they're doing, but give a little bit of information that, that would probably help, you know. But, of course, that's why we're doing it. You can just and, come here and, and, do it. and they could let me run cabs. That would well, be the biggest 100%. thing. Do, so. um, <clears throat> life-changing right there. Um, but, look, I, that's really all they need to do. You give you give you the opportunity, and then you can go out and make it. Now, I came here 2013. I hit the ground running. I, you know, fortunately for me, I don't know. I I had just I'd done so much research into it that I kind of had a a basic idea. And I can tell you, I can take you right back to my settlements in uh, 2014, and they're impressive, even by our standards today. I I mean, I'm I'm amazed what I did the first three or four weeks, but see, that's where that arrogance comes in. Cause you can come in here and fall off a log and do pretty good. And you're like, Oh hell, I got this figured out. You know, I made $4,000 last week. You know, now I'm going to sit at the house for five days. And listen, this happened 2015, the stupidity of my wife and I, Larry and I have talked about how the two of us can get together and solve almost any problem. Back then, my wife and I could get together and do some magnificently stupid stuff. Okay. <laughs> I'm standing at a, a appliance place down here in the valley, <laughs> and we needed a refrigerator. That's what we needed. We needed a we needed a box that would keep food cold. That's what we needed. Cooler. Okay. We walked out of there, signed up for a, like a five thousand dollar thing, and I said these words. I just got to work two extra weekends. You know, I'll pay for that. Guess what happened after we delivered all that stuff? All these little loads that I was doing, making, you know, a thousand bucks in a couple hours, gone. Just disappeared, you know, vanished. And I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to do now? You know, and it was just a cascading effect, you know, because I could make, oh, man, I could make money. And then the market shifted ever so slightly. Gone. $2,000 a week. Gone. You know? He was, he was really good at phase one. Oh, buddy. And phase two, not so bad. But phase three and four, <sighs> he's so bad. Okay? Terrible. So, and that's why I say, you know, it, it coming here and improve, increasing your revenue, that's great. That's a good start. But if you stop there... It doesn't mean you're not going to fail. 
because you can't outwork. Tell them that. What can you not outwork, Chris? Tell them about that. Stupidity. Okay. You know, you, you can't fill a bucket up with holes in it. The more water you pour in it, the more come out the holes. Until you stop the holes, you can't fill the bucket up. And that's the problem with just doing phase one. You're filling the bucket up. But This would be a good time to talk about the bankrupt trucker and the laundromat king, right? Whatever that means, I never owned a laundromat in my life. But anyway, that's what they thought. That's what they think. But see, we're opposite. Chris has been a truck driver for twenty five years. Not really been a very good businessman until lately. Okay, I've been a businessman for fifty years. I got in trucking ten years ago, twelve ago. By, by, it's a mistake. I mean, it was just an accident. Go listen to episode forty nine. You'll hear all about it. Okay. And by the way, if we we probably have a lot of new listeners tonight because of this BCO thing that we're doing. If you're new to this, you you really owe yourself to go back to 49 and start there and, and find out how all this happened. But, you know, Chris and I, we're opposite. We're completely in many, many ways. We're opposite. But together, we're hard to beat. We, we probably can't be beat together. And uh, everything you said about the refrigerator is exactly what we do with this business. Because people do the same thing coming into this business. They buy more truck than they need. They don't have the money to pay for it. I'll work hard enough to pay for it. And what happens? Hmm. Doesn't work out that way. Nine out of 10 fail in two years. 60% of BCOs fail in six months. Yeah. So the numbers don't lie. The numbers are not our numbers. We didn't make those up. We can, we can show you how that won't happen to you if you're willing to listen. If you won't be the arrogant, entitled BCO. You know, I was an agent for a while. Okay. Uh, I thought that maybe I, I was asked to be an agent and, and I, I, it was something I thought would, 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 would expand my business. And so I became an agent. Do you know why I'm not an agent today? <laughs> Arrogant, condescending, entitled BCOs. Okay. I go out here and bust my ass to get good freight and I couldn't get anybody to haul it. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they did haul it, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't check call. They wouldn't, you know, I had better success using out approved outside carriers that had company drivers that that was their job to report in, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, why do I need to do this? So I decided I would just go back to being a fleet and, and, and I could, cause I can control the, the, my drivers, the queue will come here. I can teach them how to not be ir- arrogant, entitled, and, and idiots. Let's just let's just get this out of the way real quick. I'm just I got something brewing. I'm gonna have to let her fly. <clears throat> we are we are we are starting this program, and we are offering our time, right? Which is you know I got I got a wife and three kids. Okay. Larry's got stuff he likes to do. Okay. We are offering more of our limited time for the purpose of helping people. Okay. That's why we're doing it. Yes. We're going to get paid. Yes. We'll cash the checks, but we're doing it not for the money. We're doing it to help people. Okay. If you happen to be one of these arrogant entitled prima donnas that wants to use this program. Don't, It it won't end well. It won't end well because you will check call. You will let me know where you are. If I'm dispatching you and I am going to act in your, in your behalf and I'm going to act as your agent with the agent and I'm going to help make you more money, you're going to behave. 
Or, and we're going we're to teach you how to make these relationships that will make you successful, you know, and, 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 and that's the secret to this dispatching thing is relationships with agents. Well, listen, let me tell you what agents don't like arrogant assholes. Okay. <laughs> they just don't, they work really, really hard to get their customers. Now I understand there's cut and paste and I get that, but we have to have those lows every once in a while. So it, it's, Look, you, we're willing to do whatever it takes to make you successful as long as you're willing to meet us halfway. And the attitude gets checked at the door. Yeah, because I will, I will remove you from the program and block your number, okay, <laughs> and keep your money, okay, because uh, I will not put up with that nonsense. We, man, we have so many cool relationships with so many cool agents, and they call us all the time, every day, email. They're, email, they're email, email. They listen to this. Yeah. Every day, the emails and the phone calls come in. Hey, you got a, you got a truck, you got a truck, you got a truck. And I'm always going, Nope, <laughs> sorry. I don't, you know, um, we haven't, we have a great opportunity here. We're willing to, to, to exchange our time value for value. Okay. That's what this is. We'll give you some value. You give us some value in return. And then hopefully you will take that and go help somebody else, you know, and you, you can go recreate the program on your own. You know, um, we but. run, we run our fleet on the win, win, win philosophy. Yep. It has to be a win for the driver. It has to be a win for me as a fleet owner, and it has to be a win for Landstar. Any of those that don't stay a win, it's not going to work. That's the same thing here. It, yes, we're going to charge you money to do this, but I promise you the benefit that you get from it far exceeds what we're going to charge. Oh Yeah. So 100%. there's the win-win part of this. Okay. Uh, you know, we, listen, we, we have to, I, I, I'm not, I can't, I can't go buy my castle if I don't make a little bit of money. Okay. So we've right. got to charge something to do it as you much as I love all of your sale road. Couldn't you? Well, yeah, I could it, used to be for yeah. Sale? it, well, anything's for sale, buddy. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it's just a matter of, do you, can you handle the price? You know? So, yeah. um, but anyway, getting back to your point, it's a uh, it, it's a it's a nominal charge, <clears throat> and the, the dispatch is is commission driven. So the more you know, the, if we're making money, you're making more. I promise you that. Okay. So uh, and then, like I say, the knowledge that we're going to we're just going to give it to you. Listen, we've given it to you already. You know, in in eighty seven episodes, but we're going to work with you one on one and coach you so that you can apply it to your situation and it won't be so general. But um, uh, i got a couple comments. Uh, so this one I saw, I forgot to put up. C.W. Carter, where are y'all located? Larry is in Lexington, Kentucky. Go Cats. I am it's a really, really bad year this year. We have no, I have nothing to watch on TV because for the first year in forever, we're not in the NCAA tournament. So Oh, my it's, gosh. It, we're, we're having yeah, morning. It's morning around here. You got okay. ash on your forehead. Oh, yeah. It's, it's hair in your garments. It's all. Uh, I'm in West Virginia. I'm, I'm between Charleston and Huntington. Um, so when, you know, when we do this kind of phase three thing, uh, part of that will be we'll bring you to West Virginia for a weekend. Um, that's where Carl is. And, and we'll go through all this stuff. And where was the other one? Oh, Ken. Great, great question. Do you have advice for new agents? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Uh, <laughs> have thick skin. Okay. 
Yeah. No, I mean, only look, there's really good. We have really, really good agents. Okay. And then we've got some that aren't so good, but you know, um, like that one that got the Larry Long special special the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I cannot, you know, just treat people right. I mean, to quit, you know, you know, you know, Ken, you know who you work, who you like to work with. You know, the, the, the biggest thing is, is just be honest. You know, I mean, that's the thing that makes BCOs mad is, is agents won't do what they say or they, or they'll yeah. promise things they can't deliver. Or they don't follow up. The biggest thing is communication. Okay. You know, you yeah. can't get a hold of one of them. You know, they won't, you know, uh, but again, on the other side of that coin, no, that's another thing. Our working with Landstar phase, we explain. These agents are not, they're not brick and mortar businesses. They're got their cell phone in the backyard most of the time. Okay. You're not going to get them on the weekend. You just have to understand that, you know, and you don't have expectations that are, they're, they're wildly out of possibility. Now I can offer some best practices. Okay. For example, if you're going to send, if you're going to use an email service, you need to put a signature in so that every time you send an email, it automatically sends your name, your phone number, your extension. Because I've had times where I have called to book a load and where I agree and everything's good, and they send me a freight bill. Well, hey, that's great, except I got no phone number, right? And if I need you, obviously I can go find your phone number. I can dig into Landstar Online. I can get it. But, man, it sure would be sweet if when I open that email on my phone and I go to look at that attachment, I can touch on that phone number and call you ladies bless y'all's hearts. Okay. I know how much y'all love your emails to look pretty, (laughs) but when I'm driving down the road and I'm trying to look at information on an email and it's in calligraphy, that's like, like that small and I can't read it because it's in like blue and lavender and yellow and pink. And it's, it is beautiful. I'll give you that. Okay. But I listen, I need black and white. I need block letters. Cause I need my dumbass needs to be able to read what, what it says. I, so I'll, I'll give you one. Don't call me from an unknown number and expect me to answer the phone. Oh, if well, you're yeah. in business, if you're a Landstar agent, you should have a caller ID that says who the hell you are. Okay. That'd be my biggest advice to you is, uh, is, is don't, don't, don't call from, uh, what do you, what do you call that? Um, Colorado, I, I don't know. Looks like a spam call, a robo call to me. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because if you're using like a VoIP service like VoIP, um, it the the filters think it's a spam. Well, there's one guy, um, I, I you know it, it keeps coming up robo caller. Mm-hmm. I just keep hitting decline. He calls back and back and back and back. About the fourth time, I answered the phone. <laughs> I tore his head off. And he's like, it is so hard. I just calling to see if you got the right con. I'm like, dude, come on now. Your phone number says robocaller. Right. Right. You think I'm going to answer that? I get to say possible scam. <laughs> well, potential <laughs> scam. I get that. Okay. Yeah. Some of them probably ought to be labeled that way, but yeah. So um, I, would, I would suggest that you not, you know, I have a business phone here. Okay. I have a landline. Wait, you call my landline. It tells you who you're calling. If I call you from it, it tells you who I am. So why can't, if you're going to open up an agency and be a business, why don't you just go to the trouble of having 
your caller ID on your phone. That way people will answer the damn phone. If you know how many robocalls I get a day, oh, it, I, you know, and I'm too busy for that. Yeah. We could go on and on about how to be an yeah. agent, but listen, I'm not in the agent business. You know, that's, that's, I'm sure we could offer some constructive, um, uh, suggestions from the BCO side to say, you know, Hey, here's some best practices. Here's some, cause we get to deal with a lot of agents and I like how I, Oh, I like how they send that. And, 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 uh, I'll give you this one. The, who is it? Is it, uh, is it Gwen or is it Austin Taylor that sends the load dispatched and then they send the next email? I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. That's, you know, I wish they changed their on hold music though. Oh, I'm tired of hearing about truth and a little worm. Yeah. Okay. What is truth? Yeah. Whether you are a little worm or a big human, they need to change that. Okay. So another, well, here's, here's a good, here, here's the way to be an agent. Just treat people the way you want to be treated. All right. Yep. That's all you got to do. And let me tell you something else about Landstar and agency. I didn't know this. There's no training as an agent. You know how we, we say we go to orientation. You get to be an agent. There is nothing. They give you a contract, and it's and it's a lot thicker than a BCO lease. Okay, and until you book, I'm trying to think what it was. There is a minimum amount of business that you have to book, and then they'll invite you down for orientation. Well, it takes six months to get that. Well, I forget what level it is, but it takes a while to get there. So in the meantime, you've operated all this time with no training. Zero training, okay. So maybe uh, maybe we should uh, change that, you know, to where we don't have agents out here operating. Listen, I've talked to agents that didn't even know what an agency code, an a- agent code was. Yes, one of the I don't know. I have no agent code. Well, yeah, you do. You're an agent. It says you're on the load board. You're X Y Z. I know nothing of that. I'm thinking that you probably haven't been to any training yet. But yet you're out here representing Landstar, booking loads, dealing with BCOs, and you wonder why BCOs hate you, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just uh, saying. Just saying. It's already made difficult because you're you're having conversations with people you'll never meet, and you can't see each other. There's no body language. There's no facial, you know, there's no tail, you know, and, and it's it's a phone relationship. Um, I, bet, I bet Kim wishes he had an that question now. He's like, how can I get this question back? I mean, particular. <clears throat> Let's see. I think, uh, I think, oh, well, here's one you'll love. Fuel will be $5 by the 4th of July. I, I certainly hope, I that. hope it does. Ah, boy, that would be because we will make so much money on that fuel. I hope you're right. Uh, that would be, that would be awesome. I'm if not you don't, un- if you don't understand that, we'll have a, we'll have a podcast about why that is so good. Well, we've already had one actually, if you go back and find it, but yeah, nothing could be better right now for us for that than that. So yeah, if you don't understand that, we need to have a conversation. You need to, if you don't understand that, you need to sign up for this. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we've done all the damage we can do. Uh, head over to the website and go to, um, Oh, not that one. Yeah. BCO. Yeah. I need a new producer. Blue ribbon logistics.com slash BCO mentoring. Or you can go to blue ribbon logistics.com slash opportunity, fill out the form and we will be in touch. Or just so, email either one of us and we can send, send yeah. a, and I've already gotten some emails by the way, Chris tonight. Okay. So, so that'd be Chris at so blue ribbon logistics.com. 
Larry at blueribbonlogistics.com. And, um, well, y'all, I guess that's about it. We've, um, We've we'll covered probably, it. So. We'll probably be our next podcast. We'll have to tell you that we're not doing this anymore because we're booked up. So <laughs> yeah. don't yeah, wait sorry, too long. Bro, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I try to explain to my kids, look, time is the one thing I got the same amount of as Jeff Bezos. You know, he's got a bunch of money, but yeah. he, we each got 168 hours a week, you know, so. So that's it. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Everybody be cool. Be safe. Good night, everybody.